Welcome to Shoreside Operational, not just another supply chain podcast. Tonight, we are going to be chatting with Wendy. Hi, hi. Happy to be here. Thank you, Wendy, for joining us this evening. I know it's been a minute. Um, we've had a little couple technical difficulties. Um, we had to uh, get a new computer and stuff like that. So it's been a minute since we've actually created a, an episode. This one is not going to be on YouTube um, but it will be on Spotify and all of the other platforms that we use, iHeart, um, Apple, Google, and so forth. Um, so, and here we go. So chatting with Wendy. So Wendy, welcome to the show. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. So tell us a little bit about your background. So I am a hazmat, uh, specialist a compliance specialist to be specific, right? Um, I have been in hazmat for five years, uh, going into more of the regulatory side, um, worked with a vessel company for four going to five years, right at that peak. It's, uh, it was very different. I came from the medical field. So I went into this industry into a language I did not know, right? You didn't realize people are talking a whole different lingo. Even though it sounds English, it's far from it. (laughs) So coming from the medical field, how how did that happen? So that was actually, you know, a surprise to me. I didn't see myself as invested or loving this career as much as I have fallen in love with my career. I came into um, a vessel carrier company as a temp. It was right after having my daughter and was, hey, I just got to get the ground running, right? So I was offered this, hey, we got this temp to uh, hire. And I was just told it was like scheduling. So I'm like, I've been scheduling my whole life. I've done this in the medical field. It's not going to be anything new, but very different. So I went in as the vessel scheduler for a company, did that for a couple months and transitioned into hazmat. Um, But even that was a big, big change, different language, even within the industry, right? You, you just, it was overwhelming at first. I won't lie. It it did take me a while to get my feet wet. So with, with your, with your journey, okay. So you were a scheduler. So you were like what, uh, scheduling the ships, like, like putting the schedules in the system, that type of thing. Putting it into the system. Yes. Okay. So, so you only got a little bit of exposure there. Yes. I mean, cause you're kind of, you're kind of stuck to what somebody else is telling you is what's happening. All you're doing is looking at a screen. Right. It was just reading the reports and putting it in an easier, more avail- availability for our customers to see, right? Whether their ships were on time or was, if there was a delay, why was it there a delay? Um, so it, it wasn't even, even jumping in from that aspect, it was a whole different ball game. And then you transition into hazmat and compliance, which was a bigger ball game in itself. So, so how did that transition go? I know that, uh, so just to give a little background, I've known Wendy for a minute or two. Um, so how did the transition into, into the hazmat side from scheduling, how did that first transition go? That was rocky, rockier than the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't have anything to harness myself to it. So it was, it was very difficult. I went in and it was basically just being like the 
pushing of paperwork and the the entry part. So I wasn't understanding why we were doing this. I didn't understand the importance of reading what kind of materials or reading a, 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 has, a has documentation, right? So it's just read it and put it in. And I'm like, well, why am I putting it in? Where does it go? Yeah, what, what, what am I typing? Mean? Yeah. Why is this word have 150 letters and dashes <laughs> in between? 150 letters. <laughs> and then if you get it wrong, well, I, it was a typo. Like, you don't understand why, hey, it's a typo. It's a, It can happen. Not in this industry, right? So. Um, well, when, you, when you're typing words like hexomethyl diatrome or whatever it is, you, know I mean? you, you can get lost in the, in the shuffle there. For sure. <laughs> so it was doing a lot of like the, the groundwork and then getting almost almost like getting shitted on like well you're not doing more well, i i don't know why we're even doing so what nobody was- nobody ever explained to you why you're doing what you're doing no it was they just handed you a piece of paper and said here put this in the system and this is how you do it absolutely it was a, a an imo printed and it had 10 different entries right and i'm like okay well how, well, how do i know which one's different right other than this like yes the un number breaks it off but how do i not know it it it's combined or, you know, I, I didn't understand why it wasn't combined or why can't you put five boxes and then just put each name, you know, yeah. I didn't understand that. So it was very hard at first. So what, what, okay. So let me ask you this. Okay. So it was hard because they didn't basically, they didn't even train you. What happened to, to actually spark your, your interest to actually now make you a hazmat compliance specialist and actually sticking with that side of the career. Um, and especially coming from the medical field. I know, right? So I actually have a really great mentor even in my life right now. Cough, cough. <laughs> <laughs> and it came in and explaining it in, in just human language, like, don't don't be so scared of what what it is or what it's not. Here's the basics. You're going to have your bases and your acids and your alkalines and it goes on that on that level somewhere in between there. It's not you're not really dealing with the chemistry of it. So if you understand why, right? You're not going to put an acid with an alkaline, right? So if the UN number is looking and you see it's an acid and on your paperwork it has an alkaline hello, red flags, you know, so it was broken down in a way that it, it made sense. And you, you saw the why behind. Yes. And it wasn't, and it was just really bad going to that, you know, like you have, you hit the like mean girl's favoritism and like, oh, well, she's new. She doesn't fit in. Let's just give her all the, all the crap jobs. Yes. Yeah. Scut work. I, yeah. I was a scut worker for a good while. <laughs> Which was fine because it, it made, once I understood everything, I didn't mind. Like, you know, I, I've been in the industry. Everybody's like, oh, I don't want to do the entering of the information. Well, why not? Well, it's just, it's part of the job. Yeah. I, I mean, it's still your job. So it, and it, that favoritism broke down into, so it was struggling with the not knowing and then the favoritisms and the high school games. And it's like, well, we all have the same job title. 
And if you train me, I'm going to be able to make your life easier. We're all going to have an easier day at work. Yeah, unfortunately, there's a lot of people in the, in the transportation industry that still follow the old adage that if I know something and you don't know it, then I hold power over you. And unfortunately, that doesn't actually work in transportation because every part of transportation is connected to another part. And hazmat is one of those fields that touches every single aspect of transportation. It will touch the rail. It will touch the road. It will touch the ports. It will touch the water. It will touch every single back office function, space management, trade, sales, operations, equipment, everything. Hazmat touches every aspect of the business. Hey, hazmat touches every aspect of life. Yes, it does. Because you don't even realize whenever you buy that bottle of hairspray that you're actually driving down the road with a, you know, with an aerosol can that's actually regulated in transportation. Right, right. (laughs) No, and batteries. I've even caught myself recently, like, shame on me, right? Throwing those batteries in the trash can. And now I'm like, oh, oh let's let's not just throw that in with the normal trash can. Let's put those in the right bins. And- <laughs> I had a I had a, a, a former manager. I, I considered her one of my mentors. Uh, she was she was my manager in hazmat capacity. But it was hilarious because she completely violated the entire shipping industry by because she was moving all of her household goods and she was packing aerosols with with batteries and and she was putting this and that in there. She had household cleaners in there. And it was was just a mix mosh of stuff that normally could not go into a container together. It was in that container. Don't let DOT hear. Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, that was years and years and years ago. I think the statute of limitations has already expired. All right. And we're not going to mention her name. No name. Um, But But yeah. How it, did you got? How did you go from from basically? Okay, let me let me rephrase the question. How did you handle the high school in that respect, especially being you know people withholding information from you, withholding that knowledge? How did you handle that? A lot of it, I I took what I thought was going to be a good step, which was even a lesson in it. You know, I kept my head down myself glued to my work which was good because it then flourished the love that I have for my job but it it almost gets to a point where you're like the competition isn't really competition and it was really it really got to a point where it was almost like you're not gonna last because you're not even trying to like expand your knowledge you're not trying to expand the job you're really just here to to collect the check which is okay i guess for some but in hazmat there's i mean you you can't there's too many things in and out that you can focus on so i i ignored most of it or you know sometimes you got to kill them with kindness Oh, yeah. Smile, you know. Oh, yeah. Because then that just grates their rear ends. I tell you what, I got a killer smile. (laughs) I do, I do. Um, So they even got to the point where, oh, we're all such great friends, you know? Yeah. Well, as a friend, do you mind helping me here? Like, how would you do this? You know, so it, it went from like keeping my head down to, all right, let's let's play this game. You know, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I hate to say it like this, but in that respect, you learned how to play the game and you learned how to manipulate that game to your advantage. Absolutely. So, okay, so 
back office politic bullshit to the side. Yeah. What actually, okay, so what was it about Hazmat that actually made you fall in love to where you, I mean, because I know that you've left that company. Yeah. And I know that you've actually expanded your career and you, you, you've, you're expanding your knowledge even now right. because you've embraced the hazmat side of things and gone to another job where you're doing purely hazmat and yeah. you're doing regulatory type hazmat. It's, it's just, um, man, how would I put it? I'm always ready to grow. And for a long time, I left the blinders on myself, not not letting myself see the full potential I even had in myself. But going into this new career, into this new position, into this new job, it opened a world that I didn't even know. So it, it's intriguing that you're learning things that affect you on a day-to-day. That you had no idea. you had no idea. And the fact that you can help people in such a big way and it's really undervalued like, oh yeah i mean you but, know better it, than anybody it, hazmat is very undervalued we don't get enough credit for even the minimal of what, what the problem is in my opinion and this is just from years of being in the business is that people don't pay attention to what they don't understand right. and hazmat's one of those niche type um fields where you have to have in-depth knowledge in order to understand it, truly understand what you could do. I mean, hazmat can can be so dangerous to where you actually can, sh- you know, sink a ship to the waterline. You can blow a ship up. You can, I mean, there was an incident where they had uh, some hazmat went bad on a ship over, I do believe it was in Thailand or Taiwan, Taiwan. I think it was in Taiwan where containers were literally exploding off of the ship and literally flying through the air. I mean, this can happen just from two different hazmats that don't go well together. And in what you don't understand, most people ignore. Yes. And and you don't want to see it until it's shoved in your face. And that's where I think the problem with hazmat comes in in that respect. And that's why I think what, what you do now, I mean, what you did when you were with the carrier was was essential because you you helped to keep the ship's crews safe you kept you helped to keep the shoreside personnel safe but what you're doing now is you're helping to educate the shipping world whether it be a 3pl a freight forwarder a carrier um you know a, a shipper a manufacturer you're there as that regulatory mouthpiece to say hey this is why you can't do that, right. or this is why you should do this. Right. And that, and I think that that's phenomenal. And I think, I think it's great that you've embraced that part of the business and, and working within that back office political high school didn't actually ruin your love of no, hazmat. No, it. And I mean, that, like, how did I get to the point of loving my job enough? to not let that because you can i mean it almost felt like you you knew that bully was coming it was eight o'clock in the morning you just gotta bear that punch that's coming and keep pushing and every every day in the hazmat world is new you're never going to know everything but it's about staying current 
you know, looking for what what's changing. Why is it changing? You know, there's a lot of whys and we're here to, you know, this is how you find it. I'm not going to know everything. I mean, we've seen it in our careers from the night to day. Hey, I just shipped this two weeks ago. And now you're telling me you can't take it. Well, yes, the port changed or, you know, this carrier chose not to because of the background of what's going on with the non-educated part of the industry. Because there was an incident that occurred. Usually most rules and regulations follow an incident that occurs. Like uh, like with the lithium ion batteries right now, that's a it's a big stink in the transportation world. Oh. Some people take it, some people don't. Um, there's a lot of carriers that don't take it because of the fact that they are volatile. Right. But Absolutely. I mean, but then there's others that are like, yeah, yeah, okay, we'll take it. You know, but I mean, you never know. Yeah. <coughs> but you also see not just the carrier and really the carriers playing it safe as much as they can yeah with the little that they know yeah um the scary part is when you have the shipper part not knowing what they're shipping oh yeah that that occurs well what what gets me in the hazmat world like from my angle is is how much people don't know um now i can understand like a like a uh, freight forwarder or broker, they normally don't deal with it. So, so I can understand them not knowing, but when they go back to their shipper, after they've been told we need the, you know, the hazardous declaration we need an LOI, you know, a letter of indemnity because you're trying to ship, you know, waste and, and we need an MSDS there. And then they come to us and say, well, what's, what's a, what's a, yeah, what's an MSDS. (laughs) Okay. But then they go back to their shipper and the shipper doesn't know. And this is where your part of the career, where you're now, where where you work now actually comes into play, which I think is very cool is the education part. Yes. It's just, we have to get it out there more. It is. And it's, it's almost hard because it, I didn't know about this industry. I didn't know you, I didn't even know that this was a career, you know? So um, I went to like a group function not too long ago and it was brought up we're all kind of just it's kind of we just fall into it you know we we weren't five years old and oh i can't wait i can't wait to be hazmat (laughs) that's my dream job but it is right when when it is it is and well when you find your when you find your niche you know yes so it so that it's we need more we need more and trying to get it out there and communicate the importance and how it does affect. And that it's actually a, a really amazing job. You you get to visit almost anywhere, you know, hazardous is worldwide. You're not limited to just where a port might be. Right. Cause we have people shipping from the, from the mill from the middle and the middle East and, you know, middle of the States, right. We got the centers, they don't have ports next to them. No, you know, they got a railroad. They have a railroad mm-hmm. or they have to trek it out, right? So it's everywhere. So it's safe to say we have a good job security. As, yeah, well. as, as long as we keep that that love and passion for it. If there's not love and passion, this it's not for you. Well, transportation is is weird like that. You you either love it or you hate it, or you hate to love it, and then you love to hate it. <laughs> you know, 
Um, I mean, I've been doing it for 31 years. You've been doing it for what, six? Yeah. So, so, and you found, you found one of your, you found a passion, which is good. And that's the reason why I've been in it for 31 years is because it is a passion. Um, I, you know, and I hate to say it like this and, and, and kudos to all the waitresses and waiters out there in the world. I just didn't want to do that when I was 16. I didn't want to work at the gas station. I didn't want to be a waitress like my girlfriends were doing. So I went and got myself a job at a trucking company and I've been in it ever since I fell in love. Right. You know, so and it, and it gets in your blood. And once it it's does. in your blood, that's it. You're, you're done. You're done for. You're, you're done. Yes, you will You will eat, breathe, sleep, hazmat in yes. some type or form. Yes. I know I used to joke with you, what are you doing? Well, you know me, I eat, sleep, breathe, hazmat. And now it, there's a whole different meaning behind it. So now you're actually a whole new level. You have like, yes. you have extra plates. Yes. <laughs> yes. So it. It is a good industry. It's it's a great experience. The people you meet amazing people. You meet a variety of people. We have we have doctors that have gone into the transportation or hazmat industry of this. We have people who are geologists. Like there there isn't a specific kind of character like no, it's all walks of life. No, there's no mold to it. So you, you are who you are, and what you contribute is greatly appreciated. That's very cool. So it, it is a really cool. So let me ask you: We're we're getting a little short on time here, but I wanted to ask one more question. Where do you see your career going? Oh. Where Where do you see yourself in the next five to ten years? Five to ten years. Uh, I see myself global. Global. global good answer global. i i am i was very just one stop shop before and we've expanded to more domestically and global man that that's the goal right and well i it's, mean it's it's there and it's it's at arm's reach so I mean, technically, you were global whenever you were with the carrier. Yes. However, you only saw certain parts of it. You only right. saw the water side. Yes. You only saw the ports and the terminals in that respect. You saw the railroad, yes. You saw trucking, yes. But only little aspects of it, or little snippets of it. Yes. But with, with what you're doing with, with hazmat compliance and, and with training and regulations and everything like that, you're looking at it at an entirely new level. You're like at the UN level. Absolutely. You're working yes. with the U.S. Coast Guard. You're working with FIMSA, the DOT. You know, you're working with all of these regulatory bodies in order to bring this awareness to the world. Yes. So, so that, like, that's the, the big global part. I mean, people don't, people don't, people don't think, uh, you know, it's shipping. You know, it's just trucking or this. But it it's a huge world. Like our world doesn't rotate without us. Like it yeah. really doesn't. Somebody you know? always has to be able to ship something somewhere. Yes. Whether it be in a plane, whether it be in a truck, on the railroad, or in a, on a ship. It's right. got to be shipped. If you order something from Amazon, guess what? It was shipped from somewhere else. Or it's got to be shipped to you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand that. They, they really don't, you know, and... um. What's funny is now in my current position, like even my family sees hazmat things, uh, you know, 
some of our Amazon boxes have those battery stickers on and they're like, why, why do, why are we getting boxes now all of a sudden with this? I'm like, no, what it is, they're just now, no, they're just now noticing it because they're seeing it because of you. Yes. So like it's communication that's done (coughs) in the shipping industry. I said, and it's key and it's crucial. I said, but it really touches all of our lives on well, a day to day. It's like that. It's like that red Mustang that you go out and buy. You don't ever see anybody driving a red Mustang. You go out and buy that red Mustang. You see a red Mustang everywhere now. Oh, absolutely. Because now you're trained to actually see it. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I can understand that. So now I, but but it's good. I mean, because I know you got little ones at home. I know it's it, it's good that they're that they're able to actually recognize. Yes. What's on the box? Yes. Even even at the age, I mean, I mean, your daughter is five. My daughter's five. And and for her to be able to look at the Amazon box and see that battery sticker on there and be like, wait a second, that's good awareness. I mean, at a five year old. Yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. So you're able to really touch lives. And my poor family, they might they might not like it so much all the time. <laughs> <laughs> they they still get the excited part of me, like, hey. You see that tank right there, that UN number? It means it's a flammable. This, they're going to be hazmat nerds. They're going to be hazmat nerds, my poor kids. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, I would rather have the kid as a hazmat nerd than, you know, for some odd reason, say they're smoking a cigarette and flip a cigarette out the window or let one of their right. friends flip a cigarette out the window next to a flammable, you know, class three tr- tanker rolling down the road that just happens Absolutely. to be leaking. Absolutely. Yeah, you, you just, you wait for five more minutes and you turn the corner and then you throw the cigarette out the window. <laughs> I mean, yes, but so that is my poor kids, but they're awesome. They they love it. My five-year-old, she she goes, yeah, mom, you're, you're out there making the whole world safe. And she understands. That's she good. She understands it. And to her and i'm sure that she, makes you feel good oh i'm like a superhero you know <laughs> so it, it's a good feeling and the fact that she sees it and that it's awareness right yeah there's no way i would have known at five yeah no i, I can i can tell I you no until my well, 20s <laughs> well honestly whenever i was five we weren't even wearing seatbelts at that time so right right so <laughs> it, it's a, it's great it's great it's it's changed even who I am, right? I, I like I said, I catch myself. Oh, let's not put those batteries just in the regular old trash can. <laughs> and that's good. That's yeah, good. So. And it, but it's nice to see that that as a as a woman in the industry and in transportation industry, which is still largely male, you were able to find your niche, embrace it, and then actually grow it and expand it. Yes, which is good. Yes, I mean you've seen it. Oh, I'm Hulk. I know this. Yeah, right. Do you, Hulk? Explain it to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it, it's great. It's good to see women in the industry. And even, like I said, I was at a conference not too long ago. Man, the women's in these positions and, and wanting to expand it. Like, we're, they're going, they're reaching for it. We, we as women are reaching for the stars here. We're not taking no for an answer. And that's good. It is good. It's good to well, see and to support each other, you know? Like I always say, and, and anybody can quote me on this, is never let anyone dictate your future. Yes. Hey, I live by those words day to day still. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wendy, I would like to thank you for coming on the show today and telling us a little bit about your story. 
um, we will be sure definitely have you back. Oh, I would be happy to be back. Maybe uh, next time we won't have so many technical difficulties, you know, getting a new computer and having to re-upload everything to the new computer and, and download drivers and everything like that. You know, we'll actually, maybe we can actually do it on camera and okay. we can actually do it on the YouTube channel. Yes, I, I can show everybody that killer smile. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, everybody, thank you for joining us for another episode of Shoreside Operational. Um, if you have any questions, concerns, or um, just any topics you want us to talk about, reach out. Um, you can find us at Shoreside, Shoreside Operational at gmail.com. Um, make sure that you like, subscribe, um, and check out the YouTube as well. And thank you and have a great day. And thanks, Wendy. Thank you.